You're awake tonight, church? Awesome. Okay. Um, my message tonight, we're going deep. Um, so we're not going to go wide. We're not going to read the whole book of Ephesians 3 because you guys are just going to tear that apart this week. Come on. Um, but we're going to go deep into a, just like maybe four verses. And um, these verses just completely caught me off guard. This was not the kind of message I thought I was going to preach. But I just know that uh, Holy Spirit wants to speak to you tonight. Um, And so the first thing I want to say, the first point I have is based off this first scripture that I'm going to read. It's chapter 3, verse 16 to 17. And it says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Um, This is two things that Paul's praying. The first thing he's praying is that you would be filled, that you would be strengthened with the power of the Spirit. There is a famous saying for all millennials that goes like this, but first, let's try that again, but first, millennials say, but first, coffee, which means I can't go into this day, I can't do anything. I can't love my children. I can't make breakfast. I can't function without coffee. And all y'all who are not addicted to coffee can judge away. Um, seriously, judge. It's, it's a problem. Um, but I want to say, but first, Holy Spirit. Come on. Really this do. is what Paul prays. He prays first. Before I go any deeper, before I say anything else, First, you're going to need the Holy Spirit to reveal what I'm going to say. And he says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, so not out of your, not out of your strength, not out the fullness of God we're talking here, out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. God desires our hearts. He desires the very, probably like, I don't know about you, but me, my heart is one of the messy places that God actually desires to get right in there. He likes to get into the messy part. And it can be difficult with my brain to comprehend the love of God. It's really difficult to understand the Bible and to understand his kingdom and the church and why the world is the way it is without the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and without Christ dwelling in my heart, I can't comprehend this world and my great God. Paul goes on to talk about knowing and grasping God's love. So I'm going to continue on speaking. But before we go any further, I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit into this word. Holy Spirit, we thank you for, the, for your words. We're not going to approach your words right now with our brains. We're not going to try to grasp tonight with logic or human knowledge, but we pray that you would open our, whole, our spirit to receive the power that comes from your words. Yes. Help us understand on a whole new level what you want to speak tonight. Amen. Amen. Cool. We need his power to grasp. I'm going to read on. It says, And I pray, 
So this is the second thing Paul prays. I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high yeah, and deep great. is the love that's of great. Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, wow. that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Really is anyone here filled to the full measure of God? It's like a life conquest. Um, but as we read this, God places a high value. Sorry, Paul places a high value on us actually knowing his yeah. love, of us grasping it. And there's a lot of things that we just say, oh, I don't understand. And that's okay. There's some things that let God be God and us people, mere mortals, because we don't think like him. But it's clear that God wants us to understand yeah. and know and grasp his love. Yeah. Will you guys do something fun with me? Yes. Always. Grab your phone if you have one. And I would love you to turn the torch on, on your phone. Beautiful. Can we kill these lights at the front here? I'd love you to stick your phone in the air because in true Bethany style, my sermon has a soundtrack. My sermon tonight is called, I want to know what love is. Word for you guys tonight. So, um, 
I hope it transforms you as we unpack more scripture around Christ's love for us. And I want you to soak in it. So this scripture comes fully around. Let's put the scripture back up. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Do you know how deep it is? How deep is your love? Sorry, there's so many. Um, And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. What is the measurement of God's love? What exact measurement is there? How high are we talking here? How deep is it really? You don't know how deep something is till you swim down there or have some kind of reference point. His love can only be discovered by swimming all the way down. And um, I'm someone who doesn't understand the metric system, system of feet. People are like, it was 30 feet deep. And I'm like, wow, <laughs> I don't know what that is. Can we use meters? <laughs> and I don't understand. And that's what God's love is like sometimes. It's like, I, yeah. Jesus loves you. You're like, wow, that's awesome. I don't understand that. I need a reference point. I need to know what love is. I need to know and grasp the love of Jesus for me. And we can't move past that song that has lasted through generations. Yes, Jesus loves me. It's such a basic, it's like the foundation of our faith. And we need to know. And so... My reference point, and I believe what the Bible is saying here is your reference point is the Holy Spirit. Your reference point is being filled and letting Christ dwell in your heart so he can unpack that truth for you. You know, with our heads, we can't work out how much he loves us, but the Spirit, the Holy Spirit inside of us reveals how much he loves us and gives us some sort of reference point. So we're not just hearing it in our brains, but we're literally in experiencing it in our hearts. The measurement system used in this scripture is his fullness. <laughs> the measuring system is the fullness of God, which means it never ends. There is no measurement system to God's love. You can't calculate it on a calculator. You can't, there is no metric system to God's love. It is endless, eternal, forever, never ending. And it's, there's no way to measure it. That's why we need the Holy Spirit to dwell in us. So sometimes, I just feel like sometimes my heart understands and my head doesn't. Like the weight of Jesus loves me. He's like, thanks, dude. I don't understand what that means. I want to talk. I want to give you three very practical ways to begin. And I say begin because it is never ending. And you can spend, my name is, is she 96? is 96 and when she talks about how much Jesus loves her she gets emotional Mm. and that tells me that God's love can keep going and keep going and keep going that when I'm a hundred years old or 96 who knows (laughs) when I'm that age that I can still be impacted by the love 
Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Good. So I want to give us three keys to falling in love. God was the initiator of love. We don't have to earn his love, but we do need to grasp it. Yep. So these tips are not how to get God to fall in love with you. He's already in love with you. It's how to get you in love with him. Yeah. And isn't it funny how many fairy tales, they have all the different potions that do all the different things, but there's often a potion where you can't make someone fall in love with you. Do you know how special it is that Jesus understands that love needs to be an option? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. That That's he right. could force the people to just love him. And we know that because he made dogs. <laughs> he proved to us that you don't have to earn, that dogs are just... Good work. Yeah, it's good. But people, he wanted us to choose. Yeah. He wanted it to be an option for yeah. us to fall in love with yeah. him. And so I just... You know what is so great about the love of God? I like, I love, I love talking about the fire of God and about being strong. And something in my messed up mind thinks, oh, I don't want to get soft. But the powerful thing about the love of Jesus is he makes us both soft and strong. So good. I'm not talking about like a religious kind of strong. Like I love the idea of being soft hearted but the fire, the love of God, it's like fire. You actually, you like soften and strengthen at the same time. And so I want to give you three practical tips for falling in love. It's great. And the first one is to do life with him. Yeah. To invite God into every aspect of your life. Let's open to Psalm 139. And those of you who've been in church for a long time, let's not turn off to this scripture because it's actually incredible. Mm -hmm. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before and you lay your hand upon me. You lay your hand upon me. You lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. There it is again. You can't understand this. Even when I'm reading this, you're like, oh, that's for the person next to me. I'm only saying the thoughts that I think when I read these sorts of things. It's like, yes, this is definitely for Rico. It's definitely for Rico. God definitely loves Rico. But here's the thing. Every aspect of your life, we can't grasp that God can be in all spaces and care about all things, that he could possibly care for so much and have such a big heart. It's too wonderful. It's yeah. too lofty. It's, I just can't even wrap my head around that. But it matters to him. It matters where you sit at school. It matters the mental state of which you get up each morning, where you go tomorrow. Yeah. It matters to Jesus. When you go to bed tonight and you lay your head on the pillow, he is with you and he cares about what your thoughts 
where they're going, what comes out of your mouth, it matters to him. And the thoughts that you entertain and the worries that you carry, every detail of your life matters to Jesus. He's in the details and he's not too busy saving the world because he already did that. It's good, Danny. You guys did not hear that. Really good. He's in the details and he cares so much. Kieran spoke about, which was a powerful word last week, that Jesus closed the gap. That God closed the gap by sending Jesus. So he's already been the initiator. That was his initiation to move close to you. And he's already obsessed. And I say that, obsessed and recklessly in love with you. And it's now in our court to fall back in love with him. 17 in Psalm 139 goes on to say, How precious to me are your thoughts. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count how much you think about me, God, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you. That's a lot of thinking. That's a lot of thinking about me. I think God thinks about me more than I think about me. I think he knows me more than I know me. Yeah, it's true. I think he cares for me more than I care for me. Yeah. And if I could understand, if I could grasp, if I could know what his love is, it would be easy to love people. It would be easy to love one another because the love of Christ would just be bubbling over. And now that's why I say I still got my L plates on because I really struggle to love people a lot of the time. And so I must really need some more Jesus love in my life. I need the bubble over effect. I once preached a message called filled to be spilled. And I believe that this is the same idea that we've got to be filled with the spirit, filled with the knowledge of how loved we are. And then we can't help but bubble up out over people next to us. And I love reading how Jesus just did life. So going back to this point of doing life with him. Didn't Jesus model that so beautifully when he came to the planet and he hung out with his disciples? He ate with them, he drank with them, he partied with them, he washed their feet. He did life with them, he did miracles, he he spoke and it was just this beautiful meshing and doing life together. Brilliant. Jesus cared. The second one is to worship him. I'm not going to spend too long on this one because I really believe that we grasp this one and we do this one quite well. But to worship him is to love him. Yeah. Worship is a way we connect our heart to his. I'm not just talking about a Sunday worship session. I'm talking about our lives. Anything we do with Jesus in mind saying, for yes. you, Jesus, yeah. is worship to him. Yeah. And so... One way that we can fall more in love with Jesus is to find every opportunity to worship him. You ever been close friends or maybe sisters with someone who's falling in love? It's really annoying because all they talk about is their special someone. And for the first few times, you're like, oh, it's so cute. Oh, it's so cute. And then it kind of wears off. You're like, oh, my goodness, just get married already. Essie laughs because she got stuck with me talking about Kieran. But 
that's really worship. That he's all my heart can think about. He's all I adore. I just can't. Yeah. I can't. And he does a little thing that's just like, oh my goodness, isn't he amazing? Isn't he cute? He's so amazing. And that's a heart that's worship, that's in love. He can do no wrong. He is my world. Psalm 22 says he inhabits the praises of his people. Use your words to praise and love on him. Life is on your tongue and you can use it to draw closer to God. He's given us this this incredible gift of singing and worship and making music. And that is just one expression. But our words bring worship yeah, and, and make us full and set our sights. A great story that where Jesus kind of spoke into the future. is when he was sitting with the woman at the well. It's in John verse 23. And he says, yet, this is Jesus. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in the spirit and in truth. The truth that we want to unpack tonight is that God loves me. That's great. There's so many truths, but I just want to focus on this one. God loves me. That's truth. And worship in the spirit where the Holy Spirit reveals to us, helps us take head knowledge into heart knowledge. The kind of worship that is spirit and truth is where we have um, life-altering encounters with Jesus' presence, where spirit and truth collide, where the truth that God loves me and the Holy Spirit affirms it and says, you are a daughter, you are a son, you are most loved, you are appointed, you are called, you have a purpose. That's where that's the kind of worshippers that not just the the ones I won't go down that track. God is looking for worshippers that will stand on the truth and invite the Holy Spirit, invite the indwelling of Jesus into their hearts. Because I truly believe that when we begin to worship him, he reveals the truth of who he is by his spirit. That's the power of worship. When we begin to sing. There's no shadow you won't light up, mountain you won't climb up. Then what you said earlier or that thought you had that I have no friends, that I'm, I'm just a worm, nobody loves me. I don't know how that goes. But whatever we're feeling, when we begin to worship and stand on truth, the Holy Spirit is like, yes, 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 that's the truth. Now listen up. So that's the power of worship. And that is another way we can fall more in love with Jesus. Number three is to run to his embrace. To run to his embrace. God has a touch. And I'm currently working through this with Oscar. Talking to Jesus all the time. I'm like, you can just talk to him. You just... Just chat to him. And he's like, but he's not talking back to me. And I say to him, and uh, and we're working through it, because the other day he was in bed and he's like, hello, Jesus, how are you? (laughs) What'd you get up to today? (laughs) And like, 
And he's like, see, he's not answering me. And I said to him, I'm like, God, you will learn to hear the voice of God. He doesn't sound like we do, but you will learn. He speaks through dreams. He speaks through a feeling in your heart. I said, you can't, you can't understand it in your head. You have to have revelation. I can explain and explain, but I understand that what Oscar needs is an encounter. Yes, he needs the Holy Spirit to understand these things. So I can explain and explain and he'll be like, you're crazy. <laughs> I can give him an answer and say, you know what? Jesus really loves you. And I can pray that he will experience an encounter. But number three is to run to his embrace. Here's the thing. I was reading and there is some beautiful scriptures that affirm that God wants to touch you. That God wants you to experience yep. his embrace, the warmth of his touch. I'm going to read through a few scriptures. There's kind of, I'm sure that there would be more. But God has, is described as having wings multiple times hands ears breath and all these scriptures are so intimate god wants to touch you and he's into intimacy and his intimacy can transform heal and renew us Psalm 91 verse 4, it says, He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. Isn't that such a comfort? His hands, it says Psalm 31 verse 14, I am desperate, Lord. I throw myself upon you for you alone are my God, my life, my every moment, my destiny. It's all in your hands. It also says that our name is on his hands. I believe that God wants to touch you. His ears. Psalm 116 verse 1 and 2. I am passionately in love with God because he listens to me. Did you hear that? I am passionately in love. Do we have any passionate in love people tonight? It's okay if you're not. But it's time tonight to fall back in love with Jesus. And I'm hoping that even while you're just sitting there, you're being reminded how deeply loved you are. I am passionately in love with God because He listens to me. He hears my prayers and answers them. As long as I live, I'll keep praying to Him for He stoops down to listen to my heart's cry. He is an intimate God. He's covering us with his wings. He's stooping down to listen. He's whole. We can throw ourselves into his hands. The last one is the breath of God, which I love. I actually learned something new this week about the breath of God. Acts 17 verse 24 to 25 says this. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. He is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. He himself gives everyone 
life and breath and everything else. He breathed us out of the dust. Jesus breathed on them and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And there he is again to understand that the very breath inside us is given by God himself. God, I feel like you're far. Well, he's actually in the very breath yeah. that is in your lungs. Good. Yeah. The first breath he breathed into Adam and Adam came to life. Every breath since has been given by God. So much so that his name in Hebrew is a breath in and a breath out. Yeah, it's true. Yahweh. It's, it's so breath good. in, breath out. Yeah. Every breath in, every breath out is given to God. Brilliant. Given to you by God himself. Yeah. That's the very proof and evidence that He is into yes. you. Yes. He is for you. Yes. He's for your tomorrow. He's for Good. your... He's so obsessed with you. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He knows you're in and out and before and behind and sleeping and rising. I'm pretty boring in my sleep, but He knows what I'm dreaming when I'm there. God's very breath is on the inside of us. That's why worship, it's this crazy idea that we would, that this is our worship to Him. It's His breath that we give yes, back. It's, it's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise. We pour yeah. out our praise. Yeah. It's a biblical principle. I remember, and no smart comments, please, sir. I love that our relationship to Jesus has a bride and is likened to a bride and a groom. Because it's the most intense, passionate time of love that there is. Okay. Um, it's intense. I remember being engaged to Kieran and if we were out somewhere at a party, I don't know if this is just me, it's a bit vulnerable sharing this, but... I was always aware of where he was in the room. I don't know why, but when I was engaged to him, I just needed to know where he was. You know, it was a weird thing, but just in case I wanted to look over and smile at him, or just in case I wanted to, you know, check in. Hi. <laughs> I was in love. He was my waking thought. He was my going to sleep thought. He was my everything. And I and you listen to brides and they're just so in love with their groom. They're so aware of their groom. They're so aware of what he likes and what he doesn't like. They're aware of his presence. It's like it just you just can't get enough of the person you're in love with. No time is enough time you just want to be with them always and that's when you know you want to marry them because you just don't ever want them to leave and that's exactly yeah, what, how true. god designed it yeah. yeah that's why he said a bride and a groom he didn't say a husband and a wife <laughs> i don't say that as a mean thing but there's this intense yeah it's true that's a good this point. intense like you're just drawn to one another and you can't get enough and it's like Jesus is our groom and we are his bride and we want to be aware. Where are you, Jesus? I just want to smile. Yeah, Where right. are you, Jesus? I right. can't get enough of you. I want to spend my forever with you. So I'm in love with you. I'm in love with you. And as 
shares this beautiful picture with us. We're always invited back, even if we've been in that relationship with Jesus forever, for a long time, we're always invited back to our first love. And it can always be renewed and it can always be passionate. That's great. I have this worship album and it's a song called Hunger. And every time I listen to it, I'm a mess. Because this girl sings this free worship part. And she goes, can you still be hungry after all these years? Can you still be desperate after all these years? And I say, yes, you can. I want to be the crazy 80-year-old on the front row. Yeah, it's just, on. can I still be desperate? So good. I want to be hungry for Jesus. And I don't want you to feel any condemnation in this place tonight if you don't have that. Because here's some practical steps. Maybe it doesn't happen in a moment. Love, you can renew love. And he's so into you, church. He's so into you. I want us to be people of God who are aware of his presence, who are aware when he's in the room or what he's up to in our lives. And I believe that tonight God wants to reveal his presence to some people. Coming back to this scripture, it says, because here's the thing, if you're full to overflowing with the love of God, no sermon needs to be preached on how to love people because you're so full. Yeah. Yeah. You're so full and you can understand how much Jesus loves you. If you can grasp that, then you don't need a sermon on how to love one another. It comes out. That's how he designed it. And so let me finish with saying... We want to love one another when we can grasp how wide and long and high and deep His love is. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Tonight He wants to fill you with His fullness, with His Holy Spirit. I just have some words that God put on my heart for some people in the room. So I sat on my desk and I said, God, what do you want to do? He said, I want to love on some of my kids. And so I sat there and then just faces and names started coming to me. So if you just give me a moment to do that. I want to share with Marlo, it's really simple. God desires greater levels of intimacy with you. That that script, that that point on running to his embrace, the wings, hands, ears, breath, Thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Hope this message from Good News Company blesses you. Find us on Instagram and Facebook and enjoy the message.